Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today, lots of news in the generative AI space. Google unveils their competitor to ChatGPT, and ChatGPT could be hired by Google itself. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite, two great companies. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are working to give back and we are partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community. We are already at $10,000 for the year and we ask you to join us we have a drive going this month in February. It's a very simple drive and you are participating just by listening to the show. We average about 20,000 downloads a month of our show. And for the month of February, what we are going to do is we are going to give $1 for every download over 20,000 that we get in the month of February to Alex's Lemonade Stand. So just by listening to the show, you are participating in raising money for childhood cancer. Another way you can participate is to share this show with a peer. Let them know that you get value out of listening to not only this show, but Town Hall and the conference show as well. And when they subscribe and download the show, they will be a part of helping to raise money to fight childhood cancer. That's what we're doing for the month of February. If you wanna skip all that, you can just go to our website. There's a link at the top of the webpage. You'll see Alex's Lemonade Stand logo up there just go ahead and click on it you can give your own donation right there on that web page leave us a note we would love to thank you for being a part of it all right let the games begin there's a lot going on in the generative ai space microsoft spending billions google responding with bard more on that in a minute i want to start with why even look at it why does it even matter and the reason it matters is because it's the right technology at the right time. Now we can argue where it's going to be utilized in healthcare, but it is going to be utilized in healthcare. It's gonna be utilized in a lot of places in healthcare. And it's not just a, another form of AI, it is a transformative form of AI. It is a learning form of AI. It gets smarter as it goes. It doesn't just learn a specific thing and then respond in that way. It's, it's a way of feeding information through the algorithm and the algorithm actually gets smarter as it goes. So the more code it looks at, the better it gets at coding. The more code it looks at, coding it looks at within healthcare, the better it gets at coding. The more conversations it listens to in healthcare, the better it gets at those conversations and responding appropriately to those conversations. And I think the pace at which this is moving is beyond the Gardner hype cycle. Yes, it is absolutely going to peak here in like two minutes, maybe three minutes. There is so much hype around this right now. But there's also so many practical applications 
with it today. Non-life-threatening, non-life-altering kind of applications that we can apply this to today. And I've given you some of them on the show previously. I talked about Will Weeder using it to write an RFP. Yeah, I mean, tell me information about Peace Health, where I work, and it wrote a better paragraph than he could get from marketing. Okay, so that's the kind of stuff that saved him 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But imagine applying that across a workflow that has a lot of that type of work. And now all of a sudden you're generating a ton of hours back for your health system. That was one example. A doctor who actually used utilized it for a referral and he had it write the referral and put citations in there for the referral. He used that document and that document got approved as a referral. Now, I'm not saying that is going to work every time, but I'm saying that it's only going to get smarter from here and it's already pretty doggone smart, okay? So uh, clearly I could talk about ChatGPT and now Google Bard every day of the week. It is that hot on the hype cycle. But the reason I'm talking about it is because it is moving at a very fast pace. It has a lot of potential for healthcare and it's addressing the very problem that we are looking to address, which is we have to figure out how to do more with less. And this is one of those tools that can be applied in a lot of different areas, including IT, to do more with less. And so that's why I'm talking about it. Let me give you the news as it's coming out. I, I think the, all right, let's start with the, the obvious, ChatGPT versus Google Bard. So Google Bard, was just hinted at, oh no, it was released in a blog, I guess. We'll see the actual release later this week, I believe. And, you know, so now you have ChatGPT versus Google Bard. And Microsoft's invested 10 billion in OpenAI, which is ChatGPT, and Google, this is Google's response. And so now we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, which one's better? ChatGPT is technically still in the learning phase. It's been consuming data and it consumes data up until about 2021. Google's data, however, because of its advanced search and other things, is updated every second. And I'm reading a uh, LinkedIn post here, and the, and the person notes that ChatGPT still thinks Elon Musk is the richest man, whereas Google has to the minute, to the second information on who the richest man in the world is. And so, you know, so you have... You have how much information has it consumed, how relevant is the information, how current is the information that it's consuming. You have that as sort of a battleground. Google plans to integrate AI features in BARD in its existing products, predominantly Google Search and, and some of the other things that they utilize. Microsoft has also hinted at they're going to use it in Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, and other things to that effect. I think you could see us writing uh, macros utilizing uh, Microsoft Excel and ChatGPT built into it, okay? So we're looking at, at things where we used to have to get a programmer, we used to have to really spend a lot of time learning code, and now you're gonna be able, be able to interact with the machine and say, look, I need a script that is going to take everything from column A, split it up based on the comma, and just take the right half of that. You know, all those things where you do length of this, find this character, length this, minus this, and you end up with just the right half. Any of you who've programmed before in, in Google understand that. Here you're just gonna be able to say it. I just want the right half of this, everything following the comma for everything in column one. 
Okay, think of how much time I've just saved. Now I can write that code now in my sleep, but most people can't. And so that gives a new level of productivity to a new group of people. That's what's available here. All right, it goes on. Uh, Google will start onboarding individual developers, creators, and enterprises so they can try generative language API initially powered by Lambda with a range of models to follow, something which might play a role for us as well while we look at create uh, create virtual influence influencers powered by AI. So who, who posted this? Business intelligence analytics. All right, so again, we, this is an interesting thing because we used to say, don't come up with a technology looking for a solution, look for a you know, solution and build the technology around it. This is literally such powerful technology that you have people in a lot of different industries going, I think it can do this. Let's try it out here. I, for one, and I've told this story too, I dropped some code in there that I was writing and it corrected my code. I put it back in and it worked fine. All right, that saved me 15, 20 minutes. And I'm gonna keep saying that, 15, 20 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. All right, I'm not saying it's replacing people just yet, but I am saying it's replacing hours in my day, hours that can be used more strategically, hours that can be used to further the mission of our organization. Google's gonna hold their event February 8th, which is tomorrow, which is today. I mean, it's the Today Show, I'm recording it the day before. ChatGPT, here's a fun fact, ChatGPT took two months to accumulate 100 million users, which is the fastest rate of adoption of any new technology. All right, so now we have Bard and ChatGPT, which one's gonna win? And people are already weighing in and they're weighing in on healthcare as well. Because remember, Google has a ton of healthcare data and they already have a platform that utilizes that healthcare data and in a chat form. So. Let's see, maybe it is more, it is a better platform for healthcare. I don't know the answer to that question yet. I haven't interacted with it. I have interacted with ChatGPT and I'm impressed. All right, we go on from here. Let's see, which one do I like? This one, this one cracks me up. This is, uh, ah, let's see, PC Magazine. Wow, I haven't read PC Magazine in years. Here we go. ChatGPT passes Google coding interview for level three engineer with $183,000 salary. And this gets to what I was saying before. It can look at code. It can, this is one of the things it does really well. It has consumed what good code looks like. It can then look at code and say, that's not good code. Here's how I would rewrite that code. Okay, so here's the story. Google fed coding interview questions to ChatGPT and based off the AI answers determined it would be hired at a level three engineering position according to an internal document. As reported by CNBC, the experiment was done as part of Google's recent testing multiple AI chatbots, which it's considering adding to the site, ChatGPT. Its ability to surface a concise high fidelity answer to answer the questions could save users time typically spent surfing links on Google to find the same information. And maybe ChatGPT could rewrite this article. Anyway, amazingly, ChatGPT gets hired at L3 when interviewed for a coding position, says the document. And while level three is considered an entry-level position on the engineering team at Google, average total compensation for the job is about $183,000. Google's software engineer interview process relies mainly on technical questions which ChatGPT passed. Although the interview does include a few behavioral examples, tell me about a time Facebook and Amazon and others also rely on these questions, particularly for leadership roles, which may be a barrier for hiring ChatGPT. 
Yeah, and it goes on from there. I just find that to be an interesting story. There's probably more on the Google Bard. We're going to let that one simmer for a little bit, get some information, get some news to be released on it before I go to town on it. But here's my so what on this. And I go back to what I said earlier. This is a transformative technology. There are a few transformative technologies that I am keeping my eye on. One is computer vision. Companies like Artisite that are utilizing cameras to do the functions to see, right? To, to see things and then to report back on the things that it sees. It, it can do uh, nurse sitting. It can do uh, fall detection. It can do inventory in closets. So computer vision, the, the application of computer vision in healthcare, I think is a transformative technology. This, the chat GPT, the AI aspect of this, the, the artificial general intelligence, I believe generative in, intelligence, I believe is going to be transformative in a lot of cases. Now, somebody might say, hey, we're dealing with lives here. You don't want to you know, screw around. I'm not talking about that at this point. I think we will get there, but we're not talking about that at this point. What we're talking about is the millions, and I mean millions of mundane tasks that go on in healthcare every day that don't have to be done by a human. And if we really sat down and thought about it and looked at it, we could find a ton of ways that computer vision could replace things and a ton of ways that things like Microsoft, our Google Bard and uh, ChatGPT could start to do tasks that we have relied on others to do for many years. And if nothing else, this is gonna put some very powerful tools in the hands of the frontline workers who are gonna be really creative and really productive. I think of the years I spent writing, responding to RFPs, writing RFPs, and we created really powerful template engines and those kinds of things, utilizing Microsoft Access and other code and whatnot to say, if they ask this question, what's the response, so forth and so on. I think this would be a thousand times better than what we were doing back then. And it would have made us, again, a thousand times more productive. That's not to say that the human's not going to look at it and review it and make sure that the answer is correct, because we know there's enough stories out there already. We know that it makes mistakes, that if you train it with the wrong things, it will give you the wrong answers. So anyway, that's, that's why I think it is one of two very transformative technologies. If I were a CIO today, I would be looking at these things. I would be playing with them. I would be introducing the technology to my organization because I want to be out in front. I want to be seen as a leader within my health system. And I want to be the person they come to to say, hey, I saw this technology. I'm thinking about it for radiology. How does it apply to radiology? How does it apply to oncology? How does it apply to hospital administration? And I wanna be the one to be able to answer those questions. That's why I stay ahead of, of certain technologies and rank them and look at them. And you know what, the Gartner hype cycle is perfect because it tells me which ones are ramping up. And I can look at those and say, you know what, that is going to be transformative, and that one is not going to be transformative. It's just going to be incremental innovation, if you will. That's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, you could do us a great favor and shoot them a note. Let them know that you are listening to the show and that they can subscribe wherever they listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We're everywhere. And if you can't find us there, go ahead to our website, thisweekhealth.com. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Sure test and Artisite. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.